Hello and welcome to another new episode of podcast. I'm Mark Gray and sitting next to me is Stephen. Hello there. Today we are going to be talking about what, Stephen? Beer bellies. Beer bellies, yep. And I guess, I mean, we're actually, um, we have a fair few chaps at our centres now and I enjoy training guys. Like it's, it's obviously I've focused most of my training career on um, helping ladies lose a lot of body fat um, but obviously our background in sports means we've kind of dealt with a lot of guys as well in terms of um, interaction and whatever and it's always fun to to train chaps and obviously one of the main issues that men are you know the average age of a man that comes to our center is about 45 I think um, 45 to 55 is that right Steve yeah and um, the main things that they want to fix or sort is their beer belly and it's um i mean you're going to see obviously in the summer you kind of notice it a fair bit more i think because um most people cover up or whatever in in the winter but in the summer the, i think that's why we get so many guys wanting to lose their beer belly towards the summer because it's kind of they feel it's more apparent then well yeah and i think it, nowadays it's actually not just an aesthetic uh, and how do I say that aesthetic thing my teeth are too big I think um, but people realise particularly men realise that if they are storing fat around their stomach it really does put them at a high risk of things like heart disease and um, high blood pressure and things like that so obviously um, from aesthetic points of view um, men and people we've discussed it with and talked to say they, they obviously want to lose their stomach fat to be able to fit into better trousers and things like that and feel better but also they realize the health implications of actually storing fat around your stomach are massive because literally it really is a big um, indicator of things like diabetes and things like that and i'm sure you'll know that it really does increase your risk of those diseases if you store your fat around your stomach yeah i mean waist to hip ratio is a waist to shoulder ratio is a big one because uh, that's a big indicator of, of health. Yeah, for most people, it definitely is, yeah. So, you know, uh, apart from not feeling how you want to feel if you have a beer belly, you know, for living longer, being healthy, it's massively important that you don't. Correct. And actually, by having more, uh, having a typical beer belly as well, you're going to be creating a lot more inflammation in your body. And actually, you're going to find that you, you're risk of having high cholesterol and things like that is that much higher because you have a much more inflammatory uh, body and inflammation is one of the biggest causes of disease there is. So uh, yeah, it's really, it's really, really important that you, for a man really specifically, they do really tackle that, that stomach fat. Yeah. And exactly. And we're, you get, there's going to be lots of ladies listening to this um, and you, you can take some tips as well, but also forward it on to your your husbands, your wives, your, um, not your wives, sorry, your husbands, your boyfriends, um, your brothers, your fathers, um, because it will help them and it will only help them, um, either, you know, look better, but also live healthier and be, um, be able to do the things they want to do much easier. And actually none of these tips, um, are not useful for women. No. If, you know, they're, they're just as healthy for women, but they're, they're specifically aimed at, um, losing that beer belly type fat. So we're going to go with top three, aren't we? Without further ado, top three beer belly squashing tips. So probably number one would be eating an, uh, and we actually spoke about inflammation, but eating an anti-inflammatory diet. 
Now, what does that mean? That basically means that you're going to be eating a lot more um, fruits and vegetables as they're actually really natural ways of um, reducing inflammation. They're alkalizing foods. And actually, when I say fruits and vegetables, I'm talking about way more vegetables than fruits. I'm talking about minimal amounts of maybe an apple uh, a day or some blueberries. No more than that for the fruit. Most of your... Um, Fruits and vegetables come come from vegetables, green leafy vegetables, because they really, um, they really, really do alkalize you very well. And when we talk about inflammation, so one of the best ways to reduce your risk of having high cholesterol or reduce your cholesterol risk or heart disease risk, disease risk is to really create an alkaline body. So, um, yeah, like I said, vegetables and some fruits. Also, drinking green tea is very good as well for uh, as an anti-inflammatory diet, but and. Um, making sure that you're eating good quality protein with healthy fats. So when I say good quality protein, I'm talking about as natural as it comes. So literally grass-fed beef, grass-fed beef, chicken breast, um, wild Alaskan salmon, turkey breast, you know, natural, naturally occurring. We're not talking um, battered cod or anything like that. We're literally talking as natural as it comes. Why do I can't... Like... I used to, when I was younger, like a battered sausage, right? I used to, I don't, I don't unfortunately like fish, but I used to like eating a battered sausage. However, I have been put off and I must not have had one for, well, maybe seven, maybe more years. And um, I have basically, um, I was eating a sausage, a battered sausage, and I cut into it and the oil squirted right out of it and that just completely put me off massively i can't i can't i can't even think about having one now well that's sort of that's a, a classic example of a really inflammatory food because of all the bad omega-6 vegetable oil that you know when you're actually heating oil like that um you're heating it for a while like they do you're actually flipping um the oil so that it actually makes it far worse for you even than it would do if it just came straight out of the bottle yeah that's why we always tell people to cook in coconut oil mm, because the vegetable oils don't have a high smoking point therefore they flip their composition uh, in in layman terms they become even worse bad for you after a certain temperature but they become very inflammatory so yeah the first tip would be to eat a really anti-inflammatory diet one that really alkalizes your body because that is going to be a lot lot easier on your um well you're naturally going to lose fat from it but it's also going to create a lot more alkalization in your body and reduce the amount of inflammation which really does decrease your risk of any diseases all diseases actually such as cancers such as cholesterol blood pressure diabetes all of those thrive in an acidic environment so if you're really doing everything you can to alkalize your body then actually you're going to be going a long way to actually uh, improving your uh, risk or decreasing a risk of disease exactly so that's the number one tip to get rid of your beer belly and actually um the next tip is kind of the thing is these do lead into other things you know like it's not if you did this and um you were a lady you'd be you'd get healthier you'd lose body fat the same things but um these are particularly um Applicable. Um, applicable for guys wanting to lose their beer bellies and the next would be probably to um, remove grains from your daily intake so grains are such things as well things like um, well I would say starches as well um, probably lump sugar into there as well so you could you'd say things that are processed generally you you want to avoid really starchy processed things and they tend to actually be a combination of all three so They'll be sugary, starchy, 
um, and actually be grains as well. So what basically what you're trying to do is decrease the amount of poor quality carbohydrate you're having. And so people kind of really, really get confused about what carbohydrate is because when you're having green vegetables, you're having a form of carbohydrate. It's just very fibrous. So when you're having, um, when you're having, um, things like pastries and things like that, you are having carbohydrate, but it's mixed in with sugar, um, poor hydrogenated fats and wheat and things like that. So really, if you can decrease the amount of wheat you have daily, that will make a big difference on your stomach fat. It decrease the amount of sugar you have daily, that will make a big difference on your stomach fat. Really decreasing the amount of poor quality and um, the amount of vegetable oils you're having, as in... Um, cooked vegetable oils and actually when you think of something like you get from the bp service station like a pastry you're actually probably having all of those things combined perfect perfect stick that with a um latte a latte and that's actually a perfect way to put on fat the caffeine helps um you actually store the fat as fat and all the poor quality sugar and everything like that really is kind of like a what's it called when everything combines together perfect storm it's like a perfect storm for fat storage. Um, so yeah, the second tip would probably be to decrease the amount of grains, starches, sugar, and omega-6 type vegetable oils that you're having. Because um, again, every single one of those has really massive inflammatory powers. So will increase your risk of cholesterol, high cholesterol because cholesterol will raise in an inflammatory environment to try and decrease that um, and really increases your risk of heart disease and things like that. So not good. Do not, not good so try and reduce all. those and you'll find that the, the fat will be going down on your tummy. Your belts will be getting looser. True. And uh, actually, we're not going to use this as a point, but if someone's got a beer belly, what should they still drink? What If they want to drink alcohol, what should they drink? Because I'm guessing beer is probably not the ideal thing. Yeah, you know, um, if that is going to... It's pretty of an obvious one, isn't it? If you want to get rid of your beer belly, don't drink as much beer. Um, but... For guys, I know, like, they like beer. It, I personally find it disgusting. It was ever since I had an episode. We went out. We were taken out by an older group of boys when we were at school. We were 15. No, and okay, yeah, but we went to normal boys' school as well. Um, but um, uh, for the first night out, and we went and we were being, we were drinking, or they were drinking, so we were drinking with them, Foster's, which is um, obviously a beer. Remember it perfectly. It was it Foster's or Stella? No, it's Foster's. Foster's, and um, we were unceremoniously sick on. Well, I was sick on the pub door handle. Was it on the door? Yeah, handle. on the door handle. You were sick on the way back out of the car. I was in the garden, or you were in the garden. And then we we kind of were dumped on our parents' doorsteps. And actually, we didn't get told off that much because I think they realised that we would never drink. That and we've actually never again. drunk no beer. we did we went to a wedding maybe a month afterwards and dad was like oh do you, you guys because you know I think we're 16 or whatever you know you have a, a drink with your parents obviously just to kind of taste it whatever and I had a swig of his um, beer and oh never again literally I've not drunk beer again um, even at um, rugby socials where you'd have you know it's unfortunate but you do have um, drinking games and things even then we were always allowed to have um like I don't know, alcohol pops or something, hooch, <laughs> instead of the beer, which was nice of them. But so what should they drink then? Um, red wine, Spanish red wine, Spanish red wine again, because that's actually uh, heart healthy. Um, so um, that'll actually be very beneficial. Excuse the noise. We're actually just got the window open, and there's a, a truck just pulled up outside. Oh, stop now, which is good. Um, but yeah, so Spanish red wine 
all um, would be ideal because it contains um, that compound, which is resveratrol, which is shown to be uh, beneficial. Not copious amounts, though. If you're looking to lose body fat, particularly around your stomach, a glass a night would be max. No more than a glass of red wine in an evening would be ideal. Um, any more than that, and you're entering territory, people kind of convince themselves that, yeah, red wine's good for you, uh, in inverted comments, so, commas, so therefore they can drink as much as they want. But, you know, a bottle um, a night is not going to help you health-wise or losing body fat-wise. And it's obvious, the guys that go out and smash it, you know, 10 pints on a Saturday night, um, if you reduce that, that to six, I like, I don't know how you do 10 pints anyway in the night, but if you reduce that to six, or from six to three... Um, you're going to get beneficial results, you know, and that's what you should be doing. It's not, you maybe just not cut it out straight away because you're not going to be able to, um, but just reduce it and then you'll find that you're losing fat, especially from your stomach. And actually, um, one thing to remember is that uh, alcohol depresses testosterone. So as a man, if you're having a big drinking session, your testosterone is de- depressed, I think actually for 72 hours. So you're really not, you're kind of almost castrating yourself. And as a man, you want to be as, you know, manly as possible don't you and the thing with beer bellies is it often comes along with um, uh, man boobs so that's the same thing with estrogen and and testosterone is that a lot of guys are experiencing that they have a beer belly but they also have um, a flabby chest because of what they're doing to their hormones correct and actually um, by having a beer belly we should touch on the fact that your um, your testosterone will be naturally more aromatized to estrogen but your um, sex drive and things like that are going to be compromised Um, Anyone that thinks, you know, that's not the case, that's actually incorrect. You will have a lower sex drive. You will have a lower um, virility. Basically, things won't work quite so well. Blood flow and things like that are not not optimal, um, to put it kindly, when you do have uh, excess fat on your stomach. So anyone that kids themselves that they're not doing themselves damage by having um, fat stored around their stomach as a man is um, kidding themselves, effectively. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and this kind of goes down to um, the thing of, if you're a father, you want to be running around and setting a good example to your children. Um, and, you know, children know that the, the father shouldn't have a beer belly. They see enough um, movies of action stars who don't. So you you want to be setting a good example because at the end of the day, they're saying that... Actually, there was a really interesting graphic or picture of... Um, what was it? It was a picture of a a young lad, American boy, um, in shorts and no top. And he, you know, had a beer belly and, um, man boobs. And he was what, 16 or so. And then I think it was a picture of, I don't know if it was Arnold Schwarzenegger or someone who was, um, you know, maybe 30 years as a teen star or whatever. And he was in really good shape and they were showing how, um, they they were basically referencing the fact that children are now nowhere near as fit as they should be at, you know, at a child's age, like they used to be. Um, so it's getting worse, but that, and this is the reason why. Correct. Um, so yeah, what would you say is probably the last or the, not the third, the third, um, uh, the third probably, well, technique or tip to really reduce your beer belly? I'm going to say it, it's stress, isn't it? Right. So you're talking either handling stress better or eliminating it. I'm talking both, really, because I don't think you can eliminate it totally. Um, but if stuff is causing you stress in your life, then obviously decreasing it is is um, beneficial. But we're all talk- also talking about being Do able you know to what, handle... Though, actually, like, I don't see you now anywhere near as much. Like, I've, I've cut it down to every week just for these occasions. And my stomach has got f- f- way better 
like less stress, like less stress. My stomach's leaner. Um, so that's what you have to do. If you have to remove um, some stressor from your life, you've got to do it. I thought it was the, you'd lost muscle. I, I thought mm-hmm. you're looking thinner, but no, 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 no. But anyway, yeah. So stress is a big cause of stomach fat. So you could be eating foods that are you're intolerant to. So that's the thing with beer. It always contains wheat normally, unless you're getting gluten-free beer, but still not the best. And most 75% of the population are intolerant to wheat gluten therefore every time they're drinking beer not only do they get the detrimental effects of all the alcohol and things like that the calories and stuff like that however you're producing an inflammatory reaction which means when you have an inflammatory reaction you raise your stress hormone cortisol cortisol is the hormone that causes you to store fat around your stomach so every pint of beer will literally be going straight to your stomach because of that and um that is one way that you can get stress. Another way is you have work stress. What do you do to kind of get rid of that stress? Do you, do you exercise? Exercise is a great way of decreasing that stress. The fitter, healthier, stronger you feel, the more able you are to handle stress. So you really want to look at what techniques you have. Do you go out at lunch for a walk um, in the day? Do you read a novel just to kind of end your, you know, to finish your, um, your day, for example? You reading a novel for 30 minutes is a great way to just kind of transition from work mode into home mode. So there's lots of different techniques, but it's basically being aware of whether you do have a lot of stress in your life. A, see if you can um, decrease it um, by getting rid of some, maybe if that's possible. It's not always possible. B, what techniques can you use to really uh, effectively handle that stress better? And I think a lot of, some people, uh, really kind of convince themselves, oh, I can handle stress. I've got a friend particularly that I think, but your body knows your stress and it, whatever it, your body hand, whether you think it in your brain that you, um, that you're not stressed at all, your body will know. So yeah, he bo- thinks he can handle stress really well, doesn't he? And he probably can, but for, you know, I don't think he's as lean or as muscular as he could be because of it. Oh, he knows. He says he always store, uh, he struggles to lose belly fat and we're like, well, that's because of that stress uh, and you know despite the fact that you think mentally you can handle it your body does feel the stress in some way so it's being aware of that you can't you know really can't run outrun the stress oh you're thinking of the other other friend i was thinking of the first one but yeah i get that second one yeah definitely um yeah and he is good handling stress by ignoring it um but it does yeah he always does struggle to lose fat from his stomach even though he's lean it most you know, everywhere else. Um, he hasn't got a beer belly as such, but yeah, he stores all his fat on his stomach. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a very good tip. And there we go. We have the lorry in the background again. I hope you enjoy that noise. Um, we're authentic. We're keeping it real. Um, we'd have thought we should have closed the window, wouldn't you? But it is <laughs> boiling today. So it's really, really quite warm. Exactly. Um, so anyway, I think we've given quite a few tips there for you chaps. Um, Use them because if you just use one of them, create a habit and then move on to the next one, that is going to be a a major way that you can reduce fat from your stomach. Um, So, you know, certainly around this time is you want to do it. You want to do it for your health so you live longer and you'll um, be fitter and you'll feel better. Um, Fact. All right. And you'll be a lot, lot healthier. Yeah, exactly. So um, I think that's us for this week and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.